Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I'm so excited to talk to you today about your biggest, best life. You know, life can be small, it can be simple, it can be easy, and none of those necessarily is a bad thing, but sometimes we settle, right? I know I've done it, I'm sure that over the course of life you've probably done it too, and there are some times when it's probably actually a good idea to, and I don't know if the word settle is right, but to take it easy on ourselves, to not push ourselves and be the A-type personalities that we are um, and be nice to us. But what is your biggest, best life ever? What does that look like? This is the life we have. Now, there are some things that have happened in our past. We've all had a past. If you're more than about one minute old, I suppose you could even say then, because birthing is, I'm sure, as traumatic an experience for the child as it is for the parent. Um, you know, we've all had things that have happened to us in our life. But we can't change the past. We can't make a difference in the future until we come to terms with the now. What was, what happened is just exactly that. It's what was. It's what happened. But now we have the opportunity to maximize while it's called today and to live your biggest, best life ever. How does that sound to you? Do you like the concept of really living a big life? Of really showing up in the world, of being the person that you've always wanted to be, that you've always dreamt of being, of having that job that makes you feel fulfilled. I mean, yes, we need a job that pays the bills and all of those kind of basic things, but what about just the simple concept of a job that fulfills you, the kind of job that you love getting up in the morning and doing the kind of job that you feel like a winner every time you do it. You can't believe how amazing it is. Now, I know in real life there are days where you just have to do paperwork, right? You know, there is just things that have to be done. But even in the most mundane of tasks, when we have the job that we really, really know we're meant to do, even if it means we have to job hop around, we have to do whatever, we can then live really fulfilled. In addition to that, we have the person that is us, the way that we show up in the world. And if we don't define that, you know, I remember when my kids were growing up, I said this to them so many times, I'm sure they felt like I was a broken record. But if you don't define you, life will define you for you. Someone else will be glad to come into your life and tell you who you are. But if you define it, if you sit down with yourself and you say, Self, this is who we are and what we're going to be in this life. If you determine that, then when somebody else comes around and tries to control that narrative, tries to make you, change you, turn you into something else, that decision's already made. You already know who you are, and you can show up powerfully as you. And then, of course, there are the things that we do in life. 
And we have to look at, are we living a big life or a small life? And I don't mean that from the standpoint of, you know, we can have little or we can have much and those kind of things. And we can be very satisfied with that. But I'm talking about a best life, a big, bold, wonderful, for you life. That's why I love the, the movie, you know, that they have every Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life, with Jimmy Stewart. Because he wanted a grandiose life. He thought that if he was a big something, if he went off and saw the world, that he would have a big life. But what he learns through the course of that night is just how big his life really is. Right there in the small town, doing the little things that often even annoy him, that make such a huge, huge difference in his world. And that's what's important. That's what I mean when I say your biggest, best life. It's not about comparing yourself to somebody else and, you know, this person does that and this person travels all around and that person has all this money and all those kind of things, but rather just simply about not settling for good enough, but also understanding that you are more than enough. Those are what I think are the secrets behind living your biggest, best life. And I have a couple of amazing, amazing guests today that are going to reiterate those things and help bring home the concept of how you can live your biggest, best life. How you can show up every day as a thriving entrepreneur to make that difference that only you can make, to be that person that you are meant to be. Showing up, being, maximizing today. Tomorrow is going to come, and yesterday, it's already in the books. But today, today, you can do some amazing things. Oh, the places you will go with head full of brains and shoes full of feet. You never know the places you might go or the people you might meet. Today is your day. It is so an amazing day because it's a day filled with you, your biggest, best life. As you move forward in this world and you live every day of your biggest, best life as a thriving entrepreneur, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about your biggest, best life. I want so much to help you be able to find, discover, see new things, do new things that really are only for one reason and one reason only. And that's so that you can live your biggest, best life. 
I have a couple of really amazing guests. We're going to jump right into it right now and talk to you about your career and your job and how you can be the best you and have the very, very best job possible. Join me in welcoming the author of the book, Job Hop to the Top. I'm going to call him Aru because I'm not sure I'm going to mess up his name. So uh, Aru, would you tell us how to pronounce your name? Let's start there. <laughs> Arumugam Sadasivam. Perfect. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your background. I worked really in uh, information technology for the past three decades and I have done a lot of job lab during my career and I learned a lot of lessons and uh, I am able to get uh, my career goal within that time frame every time I'm looking for a job. So what is the concept behind job hop to the top? Tell us a little bit about what your thinking was there. Well, uh, uh, job seek is a challenging task than the real work uh, when we are doing at the employer site. But uh, the thing is uh, job search uh, need a lot of effort and to get to the right job, uh, right uh, employer, at the right salary at the right time. This is my goal uh, so that every a job seeker and uh, um, the young graduate can uh, learn this book and uh, take it as a handbook and they can follow it so that they can succeed. And uh, I have given a lot of tips uh, for them to make it happen. Totally unfair question, but let me ask you this. Of all the tips that are in your book, what's uh, what's kind of your favorite? My favorite is uh, I try to help uh, other people what I learned. And uh, my favorite is I wrote uh, other book also called Manadil uh, Malandu in Tamil language. I used to write lyrics in Tamil language and also I want to help uh, to young graduate those who are going for a job how to tackle the situation and everything that's what I have mentioned in this book I love it what is uh, what's the biggest mistake you find people when they're looking for a job what's the biggest mistake you, you, you find them making well, there are so many employers repeatedly post the job and wasted time and so many interviews they conduct till first up to seven stage uh, during one to seven to eight weeks of time frame and after every huddle they pass rate at the last minute I learned that they put a hold on freezing on the job uh, hiring. And finally, I wasted almost eight weeks of time with multiple employer that we can avoid it in future by looking at the job description and how many times they posted and do the background check. All those things will help to any job seeker to find the right employer to get the job done as quick as possible. What have you found employers are looking for? What do they want out of a person when they're hiring? When they are hiring, they are looking not only for skills, they are looking for uh, that uh, optimism, they are looking for self-motivation, they are looking for uh, timely communication and uh, very honest and dedication. That's what they are looking for. And the book is for people of all ages. It isn't just for people coming out of college. It really works for, you know, anybody, even if you're looking for a next job. Is that correct? That's correct. It is not only for the young graduates, those who are looking for a job. It is also for all the job seekers, for all the ages, so that uh, they can uh, get advantage of this book. The hard one for most all of us is the negotiating money. 
are there some tricks that we can use that helps us uh, you yes. know, make more when we get when we do get hired? Yes, Steve. Uh, when we go through the interview process at the initial stage, it is not a good idea to talk about salary with the employer. But when you complete all the interview and the uh, final stage, you can do the negotiation thing. At the upfront, if you tell that that I'm expecting this much salary and other things, it may not work out and they may simply reject that one. So based on the position, based on the skills they are looking for, we can do the research before applying for the job so that they will match at least the current salary plus 10 to 15 percent more. Mm, love that. So what if a person is getting ready to go out and try to find a new job, where do they start? What would be the number one thing a person should do to get started to find a new job? Well, uh, based on their skills, they have to periodically monitor the job market and also they have to periodically update their skills they have to periodically update their resume and everything should be ready and they have to do the background and every few months they have to look for the job posting and see how what is the requirement what are all the jobs are available in the market how hot skills they are looking for those kind of things before applying a job we need to monitor and then uh, on the right time, we have to apply and then get things done. Mm, that's perfect. All right. The book is called Job Hop to the Top. It's a career guide and money guide for college graduates and job seekers of all ages. Um, give us one last piece of advice before we, uh, we end the interview here today. Well, uh, when we apply for the job, the money is also matters. So in that case, no, we need to um, get minimum 10 to 20% minimum hike. And also we have to take the advantage of uh, 401k savings and the, we have to evaluate the cost money wise and how much we are going to save it that kind of things it will give the clear picture uh, so that they can get the new job with uh, with the expected salary and as well as uh, take the advantage of 401k savings and tuition uh, facilities and learning skills all those things has to be considered while applying a new job hmm. i love that Again, the book Job Hop to the Top, it's available today on Amazon for free. You can go get it. I did just put the link in for you to be able to get the book today. I really encourage you, whether you're listening live or on the replay, to get this book. Ru, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Okay, thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate Well, I am so excited to hear from you. You can hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur and tell me about the job that you got, the new opportunity, the raise at work, the things that you did in your career. Maybe what you need to do is job hop. You need to move to something else to be able to feel fulfilled, to live out your purpose and your passion in this world because you are amazing and the world does need you and I want to see you succeed. So feel free to jump in, to job hop to the top, to do the things that you can do to make the amazing difference that you will make in this world as you live your biggest, best life. And as you live every day as a thriving entrepreneur. We're gonna take our next commercial break and then we'll be right back. Here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I'm so glad that we get this time together. We have such amazing guests, and I am just so blessed. All the people that have met with me throughout the entirety of this pandemic, uh, you know, over Zoom, and we've pre-recorded it, and we're ahead of some recordings and trying to get caught up here while I share with you all these amazing people that want to do what they're passionate about, what they do in the world, as they're living their biggest, best life so that you can live your biggest, best life. Next up, we're gonna talk about your personal brand, the brand that is you. You know, now your company's gonna have a brand and it may be the same or similar, but you have a personal brand. You have a way that you show up in the world, especially as a business person. And it's really important that you really get that nailed down so that you know how to be able to present yourself as you and as the biggest, best version of you in this world. Without further ado, let's jump into our next interview. Join me in welcoming Suzanne Chadwick. Hey, Suzanne, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, sure. So I am a bold business branding and speaker coach. Uh, I I'm based in Melbourne, Australia, and I work with entrepreneurs to really help them create confidently bold brands, which means that I help them get confident with what they're doing, what their message is, how they're showing up, uh, and everything in between. Oh, say, say Australia again. Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I heard it differently. <laughs> I love Australian accents. It's just one one of those things. Um, <laughs> so um, your brand, the brand is so important. Um, what is the first thing a person needs to do when they're creating a brand for themselves? Yeah, when it comes to branding, when I talk about branding, you know, business is really the nuts and bolts of how you make money, how your business runs. But your brand is really that invitation to an emotional connection with your audience. So you've really got to think about when I take my business out into the world, how do I want my customers to feel? What do I want them to experience? How do I want to show up myself? Uh, and how am I crafting that? And I think when it comes to your brand, a lot of people don't sit and deliberately look at all the elements to make sure that it's an experience and that their brand does exactly what they want it to do as well. I think sometimes it's kind of a, it happened alongside everything else that we were doing. So when it comes to that first instance, I think sitting down and saying, you know, what are the steps that our customers go through? And at each of those steps, what do we want them to experience? And how can we make it better so that they come back, so that they talk about us, so that everything that they experience every time that they come in contact with us is a really great one as well. So if I know nothing about branding, how do I even start? 
Yeah. So there's a couple of key elements. When, when we talk about branding, obviously the first thing that most people think about is the visual brand. So the look and the feel and the logo and all the rest of it. And that is important because we definitely buy with our eyes. And so you do want to create something that is appealing to your audience and really knowing who your audience is and thinking about what would really appeal to them is important. I mainly work with, not exclusively, but I mainly work with women in business. So I know that my visual brand is really appealing to them. The other thing is, is that people buy what they want to be, do and have. So you've really got to tap into that emotional element of branding as well. And really think about if I was presenting this to my ideal client, what am I telling them? What problem am I solving? And how am I really showcasing that if they work with me, if they buy from me, this is not only going to be a great experience, but they're going to get what they want to be, do and have. They're going to get that outcome that they're looking for as well. So I think the first thing is create a great visual brand that appeals to your audience. The second thing is create and craft deliberately a great brand experience and really uh, connected touch points. So every time they come in contact with you. And then I think it's really important to also look at, you know, how you're serving up that content to then attract them. Because I think for me, brand is really the attraction. It's like, I want that. You want people to want what you've got. And then marketing is really not that hard because you've already got people sitting there and waiting for whatever it is that you're selling because they love everything that you're putting out there and they're loving the experience that they're having with you. Mm, Wow. There's a lot in that. So (laughs) no, all good too. Um, So a lot of times, you know, one of the biggest things that people struggle with is all of the self-doubts about themselves and their face and how they look and the clothes they wear and all those kind of things. Um, what, What do you say to people about stuff like that? Yeah. And I do think it's a journey. I'm not going to say that, you know, that doesn't happen or people don't experience that. I think for me, the really big switch that I try and teach my clients or, you know, my followers is when you fully focus on your audience, when you're there for them, when you're there to serve them, when you're there to teach them, then I think that taking that focus off yourself and putting it onto them is one of the best things that you can start to do. I am a speaker coach as well. And that's one of the things when people feel a lot of fear, anxiety, those sorts of things, it's always because they're worried about, well, what if I stuff up? What if they don't like me? What if I look funny? Whatever it is. And I just say, yeah, but imagine if you get out there and you share your story, you share what you're here to teach and talk about and help them with. And that's what they're going to respond to. Yeah, because everybody's got those things that they don't like about themselves or that, you know, are are the things that they kind of worry a little bit about. But I can tell you now that when you start to really step into making your audience, your clients, your followers, the people who need you, when you make them the center of what you do and your focus, then that focus will come off yourself as well. And you'll do so much more. And I also think catching the habits that you might have. And I was literally talking to a client about this the other day where she wants to post more content, but she's like, I'll record a video and then I'll delete it. And I asked her why. And she said, because I go back and look at it and like I could have said it better or I could look better or I might have, I could sound better. And I just said to her, so don't do that. So don't go back and look at the video. Just trust yourself in that moment that whatever you were sharing, just press post. And I think the more we take those small steps of courage, then that's where confidence comes from as well, is that you've just got to say, I'm just going to do this and just do something small. And the more you do those small things, the more that they will accumulate into bigger impact, bigger things, more courage, more confidence as well. So what would you say is the biggest mistake people make when they're starting off building their brand? 
Uh, I think that a lot of times we just kind of focus on the product itself. So we, we don't actually look at, you know, how we're building that connection and that audience. And so just for an example, you know, I've got clients who are like, oh, I'm building this product. And so they just spend all of their time focused on the product. And I always say to them, you've actually got to start building that audience. You've got to start building that following. You've got to start to build your brand what you're here to do so that people know about you so that when you launch, when you share that product or service, you've already got people who are interested in what it is that you talk about. So I think sometimes we wait for things to either be perfect or to launch that thing, whatever it is, the product or service. And I think that you've really got to understand what I call a marketing runway, which is you've kind of got to take people on that journey before they actually get to the destination, which is that thing that you either want to sell or, you know, the thing that you talk about. And so I think just making sure that you are really looking at how am I connecting and building that following and really crafting my message. So what do you want to be known for? What is it that you talk about? What are the key content pillars, which are, you know, the three, four, five things that you talk about all the time, that when I say I'm really looking for a web designer who knows how to create an amazing website that converts, you're the person I speak, you know, I recommend or whatever it is you want to be known for. So I think that that really thinking about that up front and doing the work required to build that brand before you sell anything is something that people don't always do. So let's do a little teaching here. Um, let's say we have a 45-year-old woman whose business has been around for, you know, three to five years now. Um, she came from corporate and she's starting to experience success. But the one thing she didn't do was create a consistent brand. Um, just in listening to just this episode, what's something that she could do right now to begin to start establishing a brand for herself? Yeah, I would say if she hasn't already, and I have got quite a few clients that are in that exactly what you've described, is to pick a platform that she enjoys and where she feels that her clients are and start to create a content strategy around what she's going to be known for, what she wants to talk about and what her calls to action are. And so that's just like one thing that she can sit and do, say, in a couple of hours one morning is sit down and take the time to say, okay, I'm going to use LinkedIn if she's still working with like corporates. I'm going to use LinkedIn. I am going to start to talk about these three or four things. I'm going to go and change my bio and so that it really highlights like what I want to focus on now. Uh, and then I'm going to start posting like two or three times a week about that topic. And then I'm also going to go and I'm going to, um, you know, start to connect with the type of people that I really want to connect with. So I think just sitting down and deliberately focusing on what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. A lot of times we just run, we just do the do and, and we're so busy being busy that we don't take a step back and say, how am I going to really step up? and start to show up in the way that I want to, to attract the people that I want to and build the brand that I want to as well. So I'm going to ask you one more question here. Um, what is the difference between a bold brand and a bland brand? <laughs> yeah. So bold is a word that obviously I use in my branding and it's been something that has really been gold for me. Bold is about breaking the mold it's about doing things differently to what other people are doing. And one of the things that I find a lot of people do is that they come into either their new business or they're in their business and they look at all their competitors. And what I always say to people is don't look at your competitors, look to other brands who are in different industries who are killing it, who are doing exceptionally well and look at what they're doing and think about how can I apply that to my business? So I don't look at, people who do what I do. I look at, you know, what's Apple's latest marketing strategy or what's an ad that I saw from somebody else that does something different that really caught my eye or what was a message that I really loved that I saw from a retail brand. And I just think, how can I do more of that in my business or how can I adopt 
those things for myself. And so being bold is about breaking the mold, doing things differently and choosing to stand out in a different way in your industry as well and not following the crowd. Perfect. I love it. So Suze, um, Suze is what it says on all of your stuff other than your your um zoom so <laughs> yeah well my mother calls me suzanne everybody else calls me Suze. <laughs> so tell us how we can get a hold of you to go deeper with you yeah sure so you can find me at suze chadwick which is s-u-z uh suzechadwick.com uh, and I'm on all my socials at Suze Chadwick. I do love to hang out on Instagram. So you can always find me there and come and say hey and send me a message in the DMs and let me know that this is where you heard me as well. So I would love to connect. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I love so much talking with people about their personal brand, about who they are about how they show up in the world. And it's so important. Um, maybe you need to have a coach like Suzanne to help you through, to think through and work through some of the things that you do. What you're probably gonna find is, is that there is some amazing stuff that is you, that you've forgotten. Often, in fact, a lot of the time, what we find is that we do the thing that we do so powerfully so well that we've discounted it. We have stopped seeing our unique brilliance and our significance in this world and or we've never taken the time to really create our own personal brand and so we don't really show up as the best version of ourselves because we don't know what it is yet. Either way, I encourage you to find and begin living your personal brand so that you can live your biggest, best life. And that way, we can all come together and live as thriving entrepreneurs. Here's our next commercial break, and then we'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today while we talk about your biggest, best life. Have you gotten some ideas? Maybe you even made some notes for yourself. I'd love for you to hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur. Share with me the things that you've learned from today's episode um, and let me know what your biggest, best life is. Um, I'll never forget my good friend Nafisa Shireen uh, when she was on the show. It's been a few years back now, but feel free to listen to it. Great episode. She was talking about the fact that often we don't think about who we are when we then go out and we create the business that we have. Um, and we create a life um, or an intention, I should say, for our life that doesn't end up serving us. We really love being home, but then we've created a lifestyle that puts us on the road 20, you know, 20 hours a day or puts us on the road 300 days out of the year. Now, on the other hand, if you love to travel and you're always home stuck behind a computer, 
that's not going to work for you either. So let's talk a little bit. I have a great guest for you to help us examine the question, what do I want to get out of my life? What do I want to get out of my business? And is it big enough? I think you're really going to appreciate this one. Join me in welcoming Lee LeFever. How are you doing today, Lee? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Doing good, thanks. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. <laughs> how I show up in the world. Interesting. Uh, so my name is Lee LeFever, and I am a co-founder of a company called Common Craft. And starting in 2007, um, my wife joined our company, and we became a two-person company. And it was at a time when uh, YouTube and social media was getting to be a big deal. And we, uh, it's actually my wife's idea to um, use a really unique format for making videos that explained social media. And we put them on YouTube in 2007, and that idea transformed our lives. And we suddenly became uh, sort of YouTube stars at the time, and uh, we became video producers, and Common Craft became a company known for being pioneers of explainer videos. And it brought us all kinds of opportunities and all kinds of ideas. And that was 12 years ago, and we're still uh, working on Common Craft and, and trying to get a return on luck from... Uh, from that uh, sort of one um, event in our lives was those, those first videos took off. So we have to take a left turn here just for a second because I'm noticing in your bio that you live on Orcas Island. Do you still live there? Yep, that's correct. I've been a permanent resident for almost two years. Oh, that's so cool. I used to actually live in Cedrawoli, so. Oh yeah, not far away. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like I said, it has nothing to do with the interview, but I just had to go there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I've lived in Seattle for 20 years before here. So I'm from North Carolina originally, but uh, Northwest is home for sure. So your book is called Big Enough. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and what you were hoping to help people accomplish with it? Yes, uh, Big Enough uh, just came out. Uh, it can be found at bigenough.life is the book website. And I wrote it because I think that people are starting to think differently about the role of business in their lives and what they want to get out of business. I think for so long, we've all learned, we've all been taught that, you know, why would you go into business unless it was to have a big business and have lots of employees and then hopefully be able to retire one day and finally live the good life. Um, I think that starting in 2008, my wife and I realized that we wanted to start living the good life now and we wanted to be able wanted to think differently about entrepreneurship and, and that meant uh, for us um, thinking about our business and ch making unconventional choices like the choice in 2008 not to have employees and to remain a home-based business uh, which we've done you know 12 years later still doing that and those constraints really informed our business strategy. So we uh, stopped doing services and started uh, trying to turn our videos into digital products that we could license. And there's a whole list of other business ideas and experiments that we did over those 12 years. But we want to be an example for people who um, are ready to see a business as something that can support the bottom line, but also support their values and the life that they want to live. When you begin looking at it, what are you beginning to see is the thing that's really the most important to people? You know, I think it's, it's values. I think that people uh, in business, um, it's really easy to sort of outsource your values to what you see on TV or what you read about in, you know, Fast Company or in, in the newspaper and assume that there's only a limited set of values for entrepreneurs that usually has to do with getting as rich as possible and buying a mega yacht. And I think that when people outsource, it's something I've, I've had problems with. I sometimes outsource my values, <laughs> but I think that um, with some introspection and some, some really thinking about what values matter to you, then you might find ways to transform your business into something that supports different kinds of values. And oftentimes those are values like independence or control of your time or, or freedom. And uh, those are really, really powerful, but they come with a trade-off. It might mean not making as much money or not, not doing things that would make you the most money, but might earn you the most time that you can turn into freedom. And uh, I think that's a, that's a big challenge. 
That is a big one. Wow. That's good stuff. So when we begin looking at our life and we've been kind of trained our whole life to go after quote unquote success, mm-hmm. what do we need to do in order to be able to retrain our brain to really define for ourselves what, you know, what is what we're really going for in life? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I think that it took a lot of time for, for us to, to figure that out. Um, we, we are a married couple. Not, not everybody is in that position. Um, but I think that it takes an appreciation of, of what you have. And I think that in my case, I think of it as this idea of extrinsic versus intrinsic or really like internal versus external and where your uh, value system is kind of rooted. Are you getting value from what you're showing people or are you getting value from what you see in your own life? Like uh, home and family and community and things like that, that, that I think are a kind of, a kind of wealth. It's not monetary wealth, but it can be sort of an emotional wealth or intellectual wealth that I think people can start to see like, yeah, maybe I don't have a Ferrari, but I have a better home life than that person. And I think that starts to get people thinking about and appreciating what they, what they have that might not be related to, to their financial wealth. That makes so much sense. As we begin going through and unpacking all the stuff that somebody else told us we were supposed to do, um, how do we kind of break through the noise of that? You know, you've got your mom's head in your head, you know, and you know what I mean? How do we begin mm. to determine what's my stuff and what's somebody else's thing that they told me was my stuff? Do you understand what I mean by that? Uh, shoot. I, I just missed the last bit of what you said. Uh, Steve, I'm sorry about that. There might be a little bit of a connection issue on my side. No problem. I was just asking, how do we, you know, how do we really determine between the stuff that really is our stuff and the Mm -hmm. stuff that's stuff that like, for example, our mom told us (laughs) and we've now taken it on, you know what I mean? How do we begin to decide what is really our stuff? Yeah, our stuff. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, that's a really good question, Steve. I, I wish I had better answers for that because it's such a cultural thing. Like we're all brought up in families and communities that reinforce a lot of these ideas. And I think that w- one of the things you can do is, is start to live a different kind of life based on the things that you think are important and, and be honest about it and say, you know what? Uh, an example is, um, you know, in the book, I talk about how there's a lot of power that comes from the willingness to say no to people. And it's hard, like it's difficult to disappoint people. Nobody wants to disappoint others. Um, But if you're serious about getting control of your time, then it means being able to say no with confidence and also hear the word no from others and accept it. I think that's a really hard thing for people to get over. But I think if you're working with your family and they expect you to do something and you say, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying. I know that's what you're going to do, but I'm just not going to go in that direction. And to say, look, I'm, I'm attempting or I'm, I'm working on a different kind of life and, and you're going to see me making some of these decisions. And I want to, I'm, I'm honest about that, you know, and I think there's some value in that sort of intellectual honesty about I'm trying something new. I hope you'll bear with me for a little while. At the end of the day, we really do just need to find what makes us happy. Would you say you agree with that? Yeah, I think happiness is, is really um, a big deal. And I think that people sometimes confuse um, what, I guess that maybe the word is that they sometimes conflate like what is actually making them happy. And the assumption when, when people are not happy is, oh, if I just had more money, that I would be happier. And there's a lot of people for whom that is true, like that it is true for people who are struggling, money does help. But for a lot of people who there's some statistics in the book about, you know, over about $200,000, and this is from a big longitudinal study, but over $200,000, the happiness making power of money starts to decline. 
And what happens to a lot of people who do reach that level of financial success is money becomes, starts to be a burden because you have so many more obligations. So you have less time, you have many more decisions to make. And people don't always anticipate that. And I encourage them to think about what else, what else is making you happy or what else can you derive happiness from that's not so focused on money. What was maybe the most startling thing as you went through this on, on your own that you discovered you thought was making you happy, but really wasn't? <laughs> um, that's a good question too. I, I think that one of the things in the book is this connection between personal spending and business success. I think for a lot of small business owners that there's a really tight connection there that if you are able to live a life that doesn't have a lot of expenses, that it doesn't take a lot for your business to be financially successful because there's a direct connection between your personal life and the business. It also works the opposite way. Um, for us, um, I was not very financially responsible uh, going into my relationship with Sachi. She was very, very responsible. And over time, I always thought it was just kind of a bummer that you know she uh, she was so concerned about that. There were times when we were doing quite well, making videos for customers and earning good money, and uh, she always remained very very um, expense oriented and 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 really um, budget conscious. And over time, I came to see that there is joy and excitement and a bit of a game from. Um, learning to tra or training yourself to live a life that is low expense and to see it as a challenge and sort of a training program. I think that right now we're seeing a time when a lot of people are really trying to weather a storm. And I think if you can train yourself to save money, then that means that you can weather a storm that much better. So let's be good teachers for the listeners. Let's give them something that they could do right now, just from having listened to this episode, to begin to really define their life in a different way. Interesting. So a way to, to define their life in a different way. Um, and this, this is for people who are current entrepreneurs, would you yes. say? Yes. Who are current entrepreneurs. Um, I think that maybe making a list of things that don't have to do with money that are not about the, you know, revenue and income and expenses that are happening to them in their professional life that, that gives them great joy. It gives them happiness. And then think about how their business decisions are connected to those things. And uh, one of the ways that I think about that is in terms of shareholder value you know, again, we're all taught that for large companies, that companies exist to maximize shareholder value, that's stock price and valuation. But for a small company, you might be the only shareholders. And that means you can decide what values matter to you. And what is a shareholder value that is important to your happiness and your success um, that, that doesn't have to do with money necessarily. For us, that's quality of life. We made quality of life one of our shareholder values. And a person can get the book Big Enough by Lee Lefevre on Amazon or other places. But Lee, if somebody wants to go deeper with you or they'd like to see how you can help them with video, um, how does a person get in contact with you? Sure. Um, my name is Lee Lefevre and I'm Lee Lefevre at Gmail um, is a direct line to me. All my, all my contact information is at leelefevre.com and the company where we make uh, educational videos is Common Craft and that's at commoncraft.com. Well, Lee, I really appreciate um, this is a great idea. I really like it and I appreciate you being uh, on the show here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. I love that. It's a perfect way to end this episode too, talking about your biggest, best life. All of it comes together. It doesn't matter whether you own a business, you're an employee somewhere. You know, we've talked many, many times over on the show about the fact that living as a thriving entrepreneur doesn't necessarily mean you own the business. Most of you it does, but it's about a lifestyle. It's about having and living a thriving life. What does it mean to thrive? That's a great question, isn't it? 
what does it look like when we really show up in the world? You see, here's the thing. A lot of times we mistake thriving for succeeding. And although success may be part of it, sometimes success is empty. And the reason why it's empty is because it's not fulfilling the real purpose. When we're thriving, when we're living our biggest, best life, then what we find is that when we have success, it's a culmination of all the things in life. It is the outcome of our living our biggest, best life. That's really, at the end of the day, what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur is that person who shows up in their own life and maximizes while it's called today. You're always hearing me quote my good friend Ernie Villanueva, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only legal tender you can spend. You don't have access to tomorrow. You can't spend tomorrow's energy. Believe me, I have tried. And yeah, you can go to bed extra exhausted because of the fact that you tried to live two days in one or three or six or a whole week, right? But it doesn't really actually work that way, does it? It just means you're extra tired. It means your muscles are stiff and sore and aching. You know, and then what ends up happening if you do that long enough? You end up having physical problems or you end up having to have to you know, completely shut down and take time off because you tried to spend tomorrow today and it doesn't work that way. So all we can do is maximize today. Maybe we blew it yesterday. We do. We all make mistakes and that's okay. We apologize for the things that we've done and we move forward into today to doing better, knowing better, and being better in today. Imagine the freedom you could live in if rather than spending all of today beating yourself up over yesterday or worrying about tomorrow, if you just simply, if all of us just simply, maximize today, squeeze all the juice out of it, whatever that might mean for today. Maybe today is the day you need to take a really good nap. I know that's counterintuitive to many of us, but maybe that's what you need to do today. And then when tomorrow comes, you'll have the energy to maximize tomorrow too. But you can't live in tomorrow. You can only maximize today. And if you need to get well, you need to take care of yourself. Whatever it might be that is the best for you, for today. That's what it means to maximize today. That's what it takes to live your biggest, best life. That's what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. The world needs that from you because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I want you to know you're not alone. I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do to help you in your life, your business, especially sharing that amazing story that I know you've got in you with the world, I would love to help you. You're welcome to go to AskSteveKid.com anytime. Schedule an appointment with me. I'd love to talk to you and see what we can do to help you maximize today and to live as a thriving entrepreneur who's living your biggest, best life. Until we're together again next time, I hope you're happy, safe, warm, and loved, and that you have an amazingly great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-